Hi, I'm Amy Porter. Some of you know me as a flutist and a classical musician, others as a professor, and some of you know me as a publisher and arranger. I'm a stepmom, I'm a business owner, and I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. And this is my podcast. My core mission as an entrepreneur is to appreciate what I have around me. And then I try and see as clearly as possible how I can help. So let's talk. Let's share information. Let's laugh and sometimes cry over the things that we have to work through in life and in music, in business and family and relationships. Come on into my Porter Flute pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. This is Season 2, Episode 5, and it's time to say, Go Blue Flutes! We're going to celebrate all that's been happening, the studio classes, the alumni news, our successes and updates. We're going to be talking about all that's been happening to impact our life as a flute studio at the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. Producing the podcast with me is Justine Sedke and Alan J. Thomasetti. You're listening right now to The Argo Winds. This is Umoja by Valerie Coleman. We'll talk more about that in the podcast. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. I'm so glad you're here. We had a great first virtual semester and a successful one with unstoppable drive and grit from the students. You're listening to Argo Winds. They're a wind quintet that began rehearsing together in the fall of 2019 as a reading group to help members prepare for their various preliminary exams as doctoral students at the University of Michigan. You're listening to specialist Jordan Smith Flute, and Jillian Cusell Oboe, Alicia Willinger Clarinet, Catherine Marks Horn, and Allison Nicotera Bassoon. Since the start of the pandemic, the group has looked for other opportunities to perform and create, such as recording new works, commissioning etudes for their instrument outside of the classical Western music canon, and creating recordings of pre-existing works such as Emoja. This recording that you're listening to was done virtually. They all uploaded their own individual parts and put it together to make this amazing performance. Umoja is the Swahili word for unity, and it's the first day in seven in the African-American celebration of Kwanzaa. The original composition calls for unity through the tradition of call and response. And it was first meant to be a simple family sing-along song for Kwanzaa. As it was added to the wind quintet repertoire of Imani Winds, a woodwind quintet that was created and founded by composer Valerie Coleman, it soon became a signature piece of the ensemble. You can meet Valerie Coleman this June 5th through 8th at our workshop, Anatomy of Sound. I'm so excited. For more, visit aosworkshop.com. Let's listen to more of Umoja.
I think just about every music student can relate to needing a scholarship or a grant. And when it comes through, it's like the greatest thing has happened in the entire world. It doesn't matter what grant it is. It could be the grant from grandma. It just To get a grant to put towards your goal is just an incredible thing. Well, in August, I received an incredible piece of news. So for 10 years, my students have applied for grants from the Friends of Flutes Foundation. This was a foundation in New York City, and they were incredibly generous to my students. They went to India, they went to summer festivals, they afforded new instruments, the list goes on. Well, I have to say that I am so grateful to receive a gift from the Friends of Flute Foundation. The Friends of Flute Foundation decided to retire or dissolve the foundation. And it was time. And I was the recipient. My studio was the recipient. The University of Michigan School of Music and Theater and Dance Flute Studio. I can't even talk. It was the recipient of the Friends of Flutes Foundation. So thank you, Judith Thoyer and Michael Thoyer, founding directors, and Mary Bartow, flutist and music director, and the entire board of Friends of Flutes, formerly located in New York City, for settling on the University of Michigan to um, fund my studio. Flute students will be funded from the interest on this investment. Every year, it's my intent to keep giving in the spirit of Friends of Flute, so it'll benefit grad students seeking degrees and needing travel money. It will it will help people afford instruments, and it will help people afford their summer programs. I'm so happy to provide a breath of fresh air to a student with aspirations of a job in our music industry, but who lacks the financial momentum. Friends of Flutes also provided us with a new alto flute, a new piccolo, and a couple of silver flutes. You know, at Michigan, we never really had good backup flutes for my studio, so this is amazing. Just one word to Mary Bartow and Judith Sawyer. Mary, if a 14-year-old can remember summer camp, then I can remember the stunning and effervescent Mary Bartow from the Metropolitan Opera coming to Robin Wood Flute Camp in the middle of Delaware. Mary was so friendly to me, and I will always remember meeting her. It's amazing. She came back into my life all these years later to help me perpetuate the New York playing love and legacy through this foundation gift. It's my extreme honor. And Judith Thoyer, over the years, I've sent you students with grant applications that have deeply impacted their lives by the award you gave them. Judith, you afforded them the experiences that shaped their lives. We always knew you'd come through for us as a foundation. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. The number one question that gets asked is, what are lessons like at the University of Michigan Flute Studio? Well, Everyone's in the flute studio, and I'm at home. 
if the person's not in Ann Arbor, then they're in their studio. But I'm at home. And then studio class is run virtually as well. Everyone makes their own video of what they're going to play in class. And then they put the link in the chat and we all click on it and we watch. And then we come back and we talk about the videos. Here's my suggestion to those out there struggling with hybrid learning is, you know, you're wanting to get back and playing in person and you're a music major. Well, I would say record everything that you want to play in person, right? Watch that and critique that and send it off in other circumstances that you might not have otherwise been able to do like competitions. They're all online right now and see if you are still on target to get your goal met. Do you want to win that job? Well, keep recording yourself and move your career forward. I don't believe it's a waste of money on a college education just because you're playing in a virtual or hybrid ensembles. I think networking hasn't changed. The student-teacher relationship hasn't changed. I know I always have the student's best interest in mind. And so really the bottom line is you still need to show up and do the work and get your name out there. You still need to be moving your art forward as a music student because life moves forward. I think if you start to complain about not getting what you want uh, because you're not playing in a band or an orchestra, it's a little bit like watching someone who only plays to the beat of their own drum and won't watch the conductor. Life will always bring you the experience you need when you stop expecting it. And instead, receive it from the bounty of your labor. That means work, 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 and life will then bring you that experience you need. We're in a pandemic. Put your boots on and get going. Forward. Think about your career in a couple of years. Will you have stalled? Or will you keep working? My dad, he had a sign in the garage. I mentioned it in season one. And I'll say it again. Here it is. Everything cometh to he who waiteth. As long as he who waiteth worketh like hell while he waiteth. Recording our lessons has taken on an entire new meaning. Everyone gets an assignment, and then they have to record that assignment. They upload it, I listen to the recording, and then by the time we get to our Zoom lesson, all we talk about is what the film said. What was the recording about? What could we learn from that recording? And it's just changed everything. We've had such great successes. So I'm not relegated to that Zoom hour with performances. We can have conversations. We can have do-overs. We can talk about what's next. It's been quite successful to be recording the lessons and for me to be listening to them in advance. We've been so successful that senior Danielle Kim, she made the finals of the concerto competition here at our school playing the concerto by Carl Nielsen. She knocked our socks off. We've had great 
masterclass performances. We had Dr. Connor Nelson come. We had Jose Valentino as a guest. This semester already, we've had Robert Johnson from Flute Specialists. And also this semester, we'll have two guests from the U.S. Navy Band coming to talk about music careers in the military. We've had some really great recordings. Uh, one, some of it you can find on YouTube, especially find Appalachian Spring. It's a premiere of the new edition of the full ballet. Everyone's working hard. There is a future to be had in classical music. So everyone's working full steam ahead preparing for competitions, you know, concerts, fish off competition, and lots of different, um, online competitions. So it's full steam ahead and lots and lots of recordings. I have a crystal ball. And it tells me that my students are going to be very successful and very powerful musicians. Well, at least that's what I tell them. I open the drawer and I say, well, my crystal ball says that you'll be very successful. (laughs) So here's my alumni news. I'm so excited to list a lot of these beautiful people and their successes um, over the past year. So we'll start with the most recent doctoral student, Dr. Maria Castillo graduated in 2020, and we know that she went off to UT Knoxville. Well, she held the first Vols Flute Festival in November, and I was the guest. It was very exciting. She's also spending her spare time performing as principal flute with the Knoxville Symphony. I think they fell in love with her playing during her participation in their Christmas concerts. So go Blue Flutes! Speaking of Go Blue Flutes, I just want to congratulate my very first doctoral student, Kathy Apple, in 2005. She has now been appointed on the faculty of Sacramento State University. Also, my doctoral student, Dr. Sarah Frissoff from 2009, we want to congratulate her on her new album and a great review in the Flute View. Her album, you want to check it out, Beauty Crying Forth, Flute Music by Women Across Time. We have some wonderful friends. They were all friends together here at Michigan, and now they've gone on to create a wonderful class, a new workshop series. So this is... Kelly Zimba, Rachel Blumenthal, and Amanda Gaelic, and Toronto Symphony principal flutist Kelly Zimba uh, joined Rachel Blumenthal, who's principal flute of Sarasota Opera and second flute in Santa Fe Opera, and their good friend Amanda Gaelic, second flute in Sarasota Opera, to create a new workshop series for intermediate players. So they give building blocks for intermediates, and I think they're going to do one for beginners. So this will continue through March 2021. So you want to check out Trillium. Brian Dunbar, Dr. Dunbar, is my partner at the Anatomy of Sound, and he has uh, commissioned Carlos Simon, and he's leading a consortium. Um, for this concerto for flute and orchestra. So it's getting very exciting for Brian Dunbar. Uh, This is specifically scored for socially distanced orchestras, allowing for these orchestras, large and small, to perform the work. So congratulations, Dr. Dunbar, for getting that off the ground. 
Melissa Mashner Donker. We're excited for her. She's in the finals of the Marine Band audition this next week. So big well wishes to her. She's also our new vice president of the Southeast Michigan Flute Association. Uh, 2021 through 2023. And she's also the adjunct professor of flute at Adrian College. Congratulations, Dr. Bryce Smith. You have become a Trevor James alto flute artist and you're performing on your TJ Copper Tube alto flute, which is super cool. You've been um, a guest at some master classes this year and it's really fun to... Um, see that your future class discusses what's your brand. So you're, you're showing steps to create uh, an authentic and professional presence through social media. And mentioning Carlos Simon again, you premiered Carlos Simon's solo flute and solo alto flute work, Move It, at the 2020 National Flute Association Summer Series. So congratulations to Bryce Smith. And finally... Jackie Cordova Arrington, Bachelor of Music here from Michigan. Uh, she's the professor at the University of Oregon in Portland. And we're so proud of Jackie. She had this wonderful flute meetup over Zoom for freelance area flutists and prospective students and flute teachers and alums and everything. Um, that was really great for her to just bring everyone together. She's a featured alumna on the Philadelphia Symphonia Talk to the Pros, and she's um, also a guest artist for some virtual flute festivals this year. So just super proud of my alumni. Go Blue Flutes! Let's keep moving forward. It's been my honor to be a mentor and a guide to so many great young musicians all over the world. And I want to thank my flute studio from the University of Michigan for guiding me over the past 22 years. I'm so proud of all of you for all of your successes. Join us for our next podcast. It's called Friendcast, and the friend is Joanne Folletta, internationally acclaimed conductor. We'll talk about Leonard Bernstein. We'll talk about Juilliard. We'll talk about the Brevard Music Center. Thanks for being here. You can find me on my websites, amyporter.com or porterflute.com. And on social media, I'm Porterflute at Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for being in Porterflute Pod. I'm so grateful for you.